Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. Hey, everyone. Uh, As you've seen by the episode title, this is going to be part one of a two-part conversation. As we sat down to record this week's episode, I just felt like there was too much good stuff to cut out, but it was probably a little too long for just one episode. So decided to make it a two-parter, but I'm really excited about this conversation. I hope you get a a lot out of it. That being said, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast Thursday edition. We've got a very special edition today. I've got a couple of guests with me and I'm excited to get into our topic. Uh, first off, joined uh, usually, typically by lead pastor of Mission City Church, Russell Schultz. Russell, uh, what's up man? Are you excited for our conversation today? Oh yeah, I love the I love our guest today. You love our guest today? Uh, perfect, I, well, he's a great guy. Uh, I've had an opportunity to meet... Uh, I'll just say it's Nick Swearingen, yes, uh, and he is. If you if you don't know who that is, he currently is the young adults. You have like three different titles. That I've you got a mentioned. lot of different titles, man. Yeah, <laughs> but, I just do whatever they tell me. Probably most people would know you as the young adults person at Lenexa Baptist, and we actually met um, a few years ago when you were about to go on the mission field, or maybe had been back for a little bit of time, mm-hmm. um, and that was you know I got to meet then then. We We've reconnected recently talking about community and how to foster community inside the church and everything. So uh, I'm super excited to have you on. You have an interesting story about just how God has led you through these this last season of life. Uh, I feel like obviously Russell, um, you know, if you're listening to this, you know about kind of the history of Mission State Church and how God has walked him through this last season a little bit. My own story of uh, going through, you know, different jobs in the church, out of the church now as a support raiser and just kind of doing that. Like we all kind of have these stories of how God has um, spoken into our lives in order to do kind of some massive changes. And uh, I think one of the challenges that believers have oftentimes is really figuring out like, what is it that God might be leading me to do? And it might not be like a very specific thing. Like we all have very specific things that it feels like God has led Mm -hmm. us to. That might not be your story. uh, If you're listening to this, however, like there is like, I do believe that God wants to speak to you. God does want to do work in your life. We just kind of are coming out of this series talking about the kingdom of heaven and how it's now and to be a part of it. And what are you going to do with what you've been given and all of that? And so uh, in some ways, you know, there's something relevant to everyone and how to hear from God and some, you know, might find something about this specifically cool or some might find just a general principle to take away. But, uh, I'm excited to just talk about how God has moved in each of our lives. But, uh, Nick, since you're the new guy here, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your story of getting onto the mission field, how you, you know, as much as you can about what happened there, maybe what, kind of led to you coming back and then mm-hmm. where you're at now and how you got there. Yeah, absolutely. And Jake Russell, I'm, I'm excited to be here with you guys. I love hearing about what Mission City Church is doing. Just really quick wanted to say that I have a huge heart for Kansas City. So know that I'm praying for y'all really enjoy uh, what God's doing through you all. Um, but I uh, have I do have a very interesting story of how I got onto the missions field. I 
came to Christ in college, my freshman year of college. Uh, I was 18 years old, went to Kansas State University. I am actually a huge KU fan, so don't ask me about how those two things interact. Whoa. Um, that probably just disqualified me from listening to a bunch <laughs> of different people. Uh, but I was microbiology pre-med. That was kind of my, uh, my track that I was going through at K-State. And as I had begun to grow in my faith at college, uh, I realized that as I got toward my senior year, I had never really asked God what what his plan for my life was, and I had kind of just assumed I'm going to tack God onto whatever I'm planning on doing, which I think is, you know, a lot of times what we end up doing. Uh, and that all kind of changed when the guy who was helping me grow spiritually, who's discipling me, we were driving out to go do some hunting and some fishing, and he actually asked me, he said, Nick, what do you think about India? And I was like, I don't know, man. It's a nice country, I guess. Like, <laughs> I got friends that work there. You know, I don't, I don't know what. What do you think about India? And he's like, No, no, no. What would you think about going? And the thought was like, Well, you know, I think going on a summer team would be awesome. Like, I would love to go for a month or so. I think that'd be phenomenal. Great thing to do in that time period before starting med school. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, and then he's like, no, no, no. What about a little bit longer than that? And he was just not being very forthcoming because he didn't want to pressure me into this. Uh, and I was like, man, a year sounds like a long time. He's like, what about three years? It's like, would you consider spending three years of your life overseas? And I, my first thought was, man, I'd need to pray about this. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. You absolutely would need to pray about this. So we got done hanging out that weekend and I went back to my fraternity house where I was living at the time and I got down on my desk and I just started praying and throughout my time in college, God had really burdened my heart for the lost people around me, the people that didn't know Christ. And as I was sitting there praying, I, I got this sense, or you know, some people call it a voice. I didn't hear anything audible, but it's just the, the spirit speaking in the quiet of the moment. And it was saying, Nick, you have a huge heart to share with people who don't know Jesus here, there are millions of people overseas who have never heard the name of Jesus, and I want you to go. And he said, you have been praying for workers to be raised up for the harvest field of India for several years now, and I want to use you as an answer to your prayers. Mm. And it was, I, I just, I knew in the moment, I was like, I, this is what I've got to do. And I went about a lot of different ways confirming that, you know, and really thinking through and praying, is this the right option? Does this what God wants? But I knew in the back of my mind, uh, I was very confident that this is where God was leading me to go. Yeah. So I want to jump in real quick yeah. here because you've hit on a couple things already that I feel like are really important. And Russell, I'm curious kind of to hear maybe anything that you feel like you can add, you want to add to this. But number one, that you had someone who brought something to your attention that mm -hmm. maybe God wanted to, you to do. And I think yeah. that's, that's a way that God can speak to us through other people as well. Oftentimes, Russell, I don't know if you, uh, I know that you, you're feeling you're, you're leading to mission city, um, was something that maybe God spoke kind of more individually to you about, but was there another time maybe, I, I think you're, maybe you're called a ministry in some ways, or like, was there a time that someone maybe spoke into your life in a way that kind of sparked a thought of like, eh, maybe this is what God has wired me to do or something like that. Um, so mission city specifically, I had like a kind of what you're talking about, just like a I've, I, what I what I know to be the Holy Spirit speaking or moment in a time of prayer that was a direction towards planting a church. It was very simply, I want you to plant a church is the thought. I wrote it down. Um, and um, and so actually, 
kind of left that for a couple weeks. And believe it or not, a buddy of mine, Luke, uh, who's a pastor at, at our sending church, or a director at our city church. He'll laugh if he hears that. Um, but he's the the worship director of the South Campus. He he actually sparked in me to remember that moment. He didn't even know he did it. I can't remember what he said, uh, to, to be honest with you. But I do remember his. we were having a conversation. I think I was driving back from the airport, dropping someone off. And I remember talking to him. And uh, yeah, so it was just that which then re kind of, I guess, illuminated something that the spirit said earlier. So, yeah. Uh, I no, I think that, I think that's very similar. Like just having that, that voice, that presence, I think for me it was in the form of my wife and that, uh, I was pretty miserable in the job that I was doing before deciding that God was leading me to, uh, raise support and go into ministry full time again. And, um, I was very scared of that. I think I probably had a, an idea that that's what I wanted to do. Um, or that's what God was leading me to do. But I was, I was nervous, you know, like we just bought a house. Um, just, we need like the income was, you know, like the biggest fear for me. And, um, she was the most reassuring voice that was mm-hmm. like, Hey, like if God's calling you to do this, like you need to do it. Yeah. And I think I've been fortunate even, um, growing up, like going on mission trips and things like that. There were always moments when I was like, not really sure if I need to do this. And, um, even, you know, just people in my life that were like, Hey, if God's calling you to do something like you need to do it and we'll, we'll support you in whatever way we can. Um, and just kind of sparking that, that idea of like, you can do this. I think sometimes we need that. Like we need that voice of someone else to, whether they intend it to be this way or not, just give us the courage to pursue something. And it sounds like a little bit, that's what, um, this, this person was doing in your life as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, I think it's, um, Proverbs 24, six that talks about how, uh, there's just a strength and abundance of counselors and the King wages war by, uh, the abundance of counsel. And that's something that as I've seen God lead me and guide me, uh, it's absolutely that there's always people that are coming alongside that. Um, and, I had a, a, a really good friend of mine who told me one time, he said, never let uh, money or fear dissuade you from what God wants to do in your life. Mm. And I was like, man, that is a, that is a good word. Cause a lot of times that's, you know, that's the big fear. It's like, how am I going to get paid? And this sounds terrifying to step out into something new. Yeah. It sounds like something that we should, uh, put on a big billboard somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so to bring this full circle, I think maybe the thought that is coming to my mind to share, and I don't know if this is the Lord speaking or not, but, um, if you, as you're listening to this can think of something that maybe, um, you have one person or a number of people that have brought up to you, Hey, I think you're, I think you're good at this, or you seem to have a heart for this, or, you know, uh, this is how I experience you. Um, maybe that's something that God's trying to speak to you about through those other people. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that resonates with you or not, but, um, that's, what's coming to my mind as you're talking. Let's jump back into your story a little bit. So, uh, you feel like you've been led out to go, uh, onto the mission field. Where do you go from there? What's the process of maybe jumping in and where you go, if you can share that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, started to, uh, talk with and go through the sending organization that I was going to go through. Um, also, uh, began to talk to the church that I was a part of, um, which is a wonderful church. And as I started to kind of confirm a lot of these things and got an actual offer to go, um, this is something that I think was good in terms of, uh, going with God's leading. I think that we want to continue to follow God's leading, but I realized that I did not necessarily, uh, always do a good job of doing that in the most 
biblical or God-honoring way. For example, the Bible says very clearly, you know, honor your father and mother. Uh, the way that I told my parents that I was going to move to India was I called my mom on the phone Uh-oh. and told her, which, <laughs> if I mean, that's just I'll just put it right out there. That's not the way to do it. Uh, my dad had a great talk to me, man to man, telling me, Nick, don't do that again. Uh, <laughs> tell your mom things in person. I'd like um, your mom to keep living. You know, yeah, a exactly. heart attack is not Ex- really, yeah. Exactly. But even through that, my, my parents were just super supportive of me. They're believers as well. And they also said, hey, if God provides the support and provides the visa that you'll need to go to, to India, then, you know, it's clear that he's in it, right? God's not going to be stopped. And so that's kind of what we started doing. And it took me about, you know, after I graduated, um, probably about four or five months to raise my support. Uh, people are very fond of foreign missions in a lot of ways, which is great. And saw a lot of generosity uh, and then made it in November of 2016 is when I went overseas uh, to, to go to India. And God did some amazing things there. And I, I think he, he really... Um, used our team to bring the gospel to a lot of people to uh, see a lot of people come to Christ but also just honestly he shaped me and my character a lot and did a lot of good work in me through that awesome so then as you're there on the field uh, I as I have learned a little bit more of your story and conversations outside the podcast um, maybe there's a little bit of God leading you back but there was also a little bit of well uh we kind of have to come back. So, yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So that's kind of, um, I think of, oh, I don't know. I think it's Acts 13 maybe where uh, Paul and his team were trying to get into Asia and it straight up just says the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Um, I don't pretend to know exactly what that looked like. The scripture is not super clear, but we definitely experienced that. There's some sense of God leading internally, but also God leading through external circumstances. Uh, the government there just did not like us. Uh, we tried and tried and tried uh, through various different means to find continued access to India, but they just, it was not going to work. Um, and it was a battle. I mean, we probably battled with that for three years. I was there for five years total. And the majority of that was spent uh, trying to continue access. Um, and then another huge thing was the pandemic back in 2020, uh, which no one wants to hear more about, but it <laughs> played a big role in this. Sure. Uh, and as I was back, God had kind of started leading me and my heart in a different direction. And even as I had been there, I had kind of begun to see uh, I was going to be faithful to God while I was there, but I didn't know that that was something that I was going to be in forever. Um, but I was just like, I'm not going to just bail ship until I know exactly where God wants to lead me uh, yeah. as it pertains to a different calling. Yeah. So I think, you know, you hit on something there that I, I do want to expand on a little bit, just in that I think sometimes we might feel like we do hear from God that we're like, we, we feel led to something, right? And we get started, we get kind of going down the road and maybe there's success, maybe there's not. Um, but we, we believe that this is what God's calling us to. So we, we stick with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then for you, there was kind of an external circumstance that happened where you just kind of weren't allowed to continue in that calling but was there ever a sense that like you'd failed or like that because you weren't doing what maybe you thought that God was leading you to do that you were doing something wrong by leaving? Like, I think we can get caught up sometimes in the, well, like God told me to do this. And then we think that something that happened or God said, you know, years ago is just always going to be that way. 
and it's never going to change. Or if, if it does change, then we'd failed or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's necessarily true, but did you ever feel that way or kind of wrestle with any of that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean the, just the discouragement, I think of, um, asking God, God, I, you know, I'm, I think I'm being obedient to what you're calling me to, you know, not just obedient to your word and what's explicitly stated, but implicitly what, what he's guiding me in. And I really had to learn the lesson. I've heard it said, obedience does not determine the outcome. And I really like that, um, that phrase, which, you know, in the long term, we know that God is working all things together for the good of those who love him. Right. We're like, we, we know that that's true. Um, but for example, just even on a small level, I went and shared the gospel with a guy there and he got really angry at me and started telling me his, you know, his dad worked for the government and he was going to report me. And I was like, God, I was confident that you were leading me to go share with this guy. Um, you know, one, cause the Bible says share your faith, but two, just cause I, you know, I noticed him and I felt the prompting of the spirit. Uh, and I really had to learn. And that's something God has taught me that just because God leads me into something does not mean it's going to turn out exactly the way that I thought or the, the, uh, picture perfect ending is not always going to be the outcome, but it does not mean that it's outside of God's larger picture that, that he's guiding us into. Yeah. I love that. I, you got some good nuggets today. I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, Russell, do you think, uh, let me try to just create a hypothetical and not freak everyone out. But like if Mission City doesn't exist a year from now or something, does it feel like, well, why did God ask me to do this? Or why, you know, why is my whole life uprooted for these few years? And then, you know, whatever. Or uh, I don't know, what would your perspective be, you think? Uh, be probably looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, if you want to operate out of money and fear, sure. no, <laughs> no, I just need a job. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm totally uh, kidding. Totally no, kidding. I, I actually used to say early on, uh, if we, because what we're trying to do is we are trying to, we're, we're a fairly young church. And mm-hmm. so we're really trying to create like a disciple making culture and also a people that aren't just passionate about building up the body of the church, but also a missional culture too, that's going to care and reach the city with the, the good news of Jesus. And so if we left and let's say 50 or 60 people like caught that mantra, they're 25 to 40 years old and they're doing that for the rest of their lives and we failed, that's fine. Not failed. We closed say, our it doors. Sound like failure to me. It, it wouldn't be failure. Um, yeah, so I, I think I would be okay. I mean, I'm sure there would be, of course, like the the natural worry that comes from like, oh, shoot, we did this. And me being uh, hard on myself, I would feel like a failure. I'm, I'm sure I would still wrestle with some of those things. Mm-hmm. But I, do, I really do think sometimes God says, hey, I want you to do this. And you start going this way, and then the door shuts. And then there's a not a side door, but there's just like there's another highway or lane that he has you working on, but you had to walk in that obedience to either for some version of transformation, some version of growth, knowledge, learning to get you to prepare you for whatever that next thing is. And it will feel like failure Mm -hmm. or it it might seem like failure, but it's really not. And so, and sometimes, you know what? It actually is failure. Like it actually is failure. It could be caused by, you know, Heaven forbid something crazy happens and I do something stupid because I'm we're, we're one mistake away from something stupid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, and God can still use that. Uh, not not He's not happy about my disobedience, but I'm saying He can re- He can redeem that and restore that uh, and bring me to the next place and the next thing that He has for me. Yeah. I'm glad that you put it that way because I think ultimately we oftentimes just assume that if it's like a positive, then God's in it. And if it's a negative, then God's not in it. 
Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. that's, that's not the case. Or it's like, uh, not a lot of my other friends, like they weigh every meaning or every decision. Like, well, like God blessed me today and I got a new job and I'm getting paid more money. And that clearly has to be God's will because mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm making more money or it's, yeah. or it's safer, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, like, yeah. you know, we're going to do like, uh, my kid chose to do this. And so we're going to choose this cause it's the safest route. Yeah. It's the most protected route. That's not, I mean, Good Lord, I'm pretty sure that's not you. You haven't lived your life that way. No, not uh, <laughs> unfortunately, not. <laughs> or maybe fortunately, actually. But but yeah. yeah, but fortunately, in a sense of the obedience piece yeah, of it too. Absolutely. And so um, yeah, no, there's it kind of triggers a thought in me that I've got for um, you know the message that uh, at, at the time you're hearing this that will be preached uh, the, uh, the previous Sunday. Uh, but as we're recording this, it'll be the message I'm about to give on Sunday. Um, that what if like what if God actually what if making more money isn't the best thing for your soul? Mm. And I think that's a question that we oftentimes like, we just like, again, what you were just saying, Russell, we assume that like that promotion or uh, that increase in whatever gain is a good thing. God must be in this. God must be blessing it. And it's like, well, what if like actually you're in some ways being disobedient because God's called you to something different and you're kind of seeing the worldly gain of it as godly gain. And those can be two different things sometimes. It's blessing. You might be blessing. saying it's blessing. And, it's not, yeah. and I'm also not saying that, like, sometimes God does give you that raise and that Absolutely. influence and that passion. It's more about it's more about obedience, right? Like, yeah. it's, or faithfulness or loyalty to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I think about, for myself, um, oftentimes kind of wonder, because I rely on people's financial support for what I do, I'm like, God, is this going to be, like, a long, like, how long am I going to need these people to, you know, kind of support this position? And... I think in some ways I've had to continuously wrestle with the same things that I did when I was like raising support in the first place or asking a lot of people to, to raise support. It's like, um, you have to, you have to convince yourself and it's true. Um, but it's sometimes hard to convince yourself that this is an opportunity for them to be a blessing. And so, uh, there's not like this end date that I'm hoping for because ultimately like it's good for them to then to mm-hmm. be, to support me. Um, it's a positive for their spiritual growth. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're part of my team, thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate seeing what God's doing in your life as much as I do the financial benefit that it gives me. Um, but aside from that, it's like, you know, I do ask that question, you know, how long is this going to be? And uh, ultimately, like, I hope that it's it goes to the time that God wants it to. You know, like that's where I guess my confidence has to be and the calling that God currently has on my life. Like I have to have my confidence in that it's going to last as long as God intends it to, as long as I don't like you put it, Russell, screw it up or something like that. Or, you know, as long as I don't ruin it, um, then I have to just trust that it's going to be as long as God wants it to be. And it's going to benefit everyone involved, uh, as long as God's in it, hopefully. Um, and then at the time that it doesn't, then we'll, we'll recalibrate. But yeah. And I think that that honestly reminds me of, um, as you guys were saying that Russell, when you're talking about blessing, it's like a lot of times I only think blessing as the positive outcomes that I see God doing in my life versus seeing it how, you know, James says in the beginning, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, because then that leads to endurance and perseverance, which brings maturity. And, and I think that that's something that I've seen as specifically it pertains to following God's call or kind of hearing from God. There's a, a sense of, um, a faithfulness or endurance that needs to be found and that if I'm listening for God's voice and I'm not listening or, you know, and I'm actively disregarding or kind of not being faithful to what God has called me in, I feel like I kind of lose my ability to continue to hear from God in other ways because he's just like, well, you're not even listening to me in the first place of what I've, 
you know, kind of called you to in the first place. And that's something that I've seen personally, that um, faithfulness really is what we're called to as it, term, as it comes to following God and not as much of what the result that we think God might be calling us because of, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So in regards to that, so now uh, that we've kind of broken down this idea, I would say, and you can, you know, agree or disagree, but I would say like looking back for you, mm-hmm. you feel like leaving India, like I, I think the ministry that you lead now is pretty successful in, yeah. a, in a sense and um, that God has blessed it and he's mm-hmm. moving there. And so uh, in a way, like maybe early on it felt like failure, but do you feel like now you can look back on that and go, yeah, no, this is exactly what I was supposed to do. This is exactly how this was, this played out and kind of gained some confidence or, or something in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was something that, was really challenging. I actually also had a friend, Luke, who challenged me uh, in my calling, which is great. Praise God for friends named Luke. So did Jesus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jesus had a friend named Luke. Uh, but he actually very strongly called me out. And this he's the guy who, you know, kind of partnered with me in, in starting this young adult ministry at our current church. And it was, uh, he's not a, like, in-your-face type of guy. He's super chill. Um and one day we were hanging out is when I was back actually during COVID and he had been telling me, Hey Nick, I've got a big heart for young adults in the city. I don't know that people are challenging them and, and raising them up and calling them to a high standard as much as, you know, as we could be, especially here in, in these churches that we're a part of. And so he, uh, looked at me and he goes, Nick, I think you need to be a part of this. And I was like, man, that's great. I'm committed to living overseas. Like I, I love Kansas city. I always will go chiefs, but like, I was born and raised here, uh, but absolutely, I'm just like, man, that's not what God's calling me to, and I was just really resistant, and he looked at me, and I'll never forget this, he goes, Nick, he goes, I don't want you to miss out on what God might be calling you to, because you're too stubborn to listen. Oh, shots and fired. It was, <laughs> I, and if it had come from someone who was maybe a little bit more fiery, I might have just disregarded that in my natural stubbornness, uh, but because Luke very rarely calls me out like that, I was like, man, I, I need to listen. So I was mowing my parents' lawn for them. They were letting me stay with them while I was back in the country. And I was listening to a sermon on how to share the gospel, um, which is something that I love continuing to listen to. And the thought kept on popping into my mind, Nick, there are a lot of young adults in Kansas City who don't know this. And I was like, great, God, like, go do something about it. Like, you know, I'll, I'll pray for it. And then I, you know, went on mowing. And then again, a couple minutes later, God's like, Nick, there are a lot of young adults in Kansas City who don't know about Christ. And I was like, fantastic. Like I'm, I'm trying to reach India. God, you called me to this. And he's like, Nick, there are a lot of young adults in Kansas city who don't know the gospel. And I want you to do something about it. And then that's where I stopped the tractor. And I I listened. I was like, I think God wants me to do something with young adults. (laughs) And, uh, I wish I could say I would have listened on the first try, but God is very patient and he, uh, is very gracious with me. And that's kind of where it led into doing what we're doing now. And, as we have grown and as we've seen people come to Christ and get discipled and start to read God's word, uh, yeah, it's absolutely clear that leaving uh, was the right choice for me. And it was honestly made the exit a lot easier because when I left India, I was like, man, there's millions of people here who are still not following Jesus and have no access to the gospel. Like, it was kind of like, how could I leave? You know, there's still such a big task. Um, But I was reminded that, we are that God is the Lord of the harvest and I'm just a worker and I can be put in whatever field he wants me to be in. Um, and yeah, and it made the, uh, seeming 
uh, failure of our team really make a lot more sense as I saw where God was leading me next, uh, which honestly was hugely different between some of my other teammates, which um, I absolutely love my team, uh, but some of them did not know where God was leading them. And so they really had to wrestle with a lot more sense of failure or a lot more sense of uh, did we mess up or did we make a mistake? Um, it was clear to me where God was leading me, but now we would all say as we keep in touch, uh, we're all confident where God has led us. And some people are continuing to look at going back on the on the field, and some people are called into different areas of ministry, some people in the marketplace, uh, all, all just wanting to make disciples where we're at. And so that's been honestly amazing to look back and see God's goodness uh, throughout that whole thing. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so I want to take a step back a little bit, and as you're talking— I'm kind of thinking about like someone who maybe is like, okay, so that's great for you. Mm -hmm. You've had this person, <laughs> you know, God's put this person in your life to tell you, you know, Hey, do you want to move to India? God's put a person in your life to say, Hey, stop being so stubborn. Yeah. You know, like what if God doesn't put those people in my life? Or what if I don't hear this voice or, you know, maybe it's not an audible voice, but I don't, I'm not familiar with this call as you put it like in the spirit to, to hear um, what that looks like. And so I'm curious, maybe go back to early on in your walk with the Lord mm -hmm. and kind of discerning how, what that voice sounds like or yeah. what it looks like to maybe accept that call or how do you know that this is the Lord speaking and not, you know, just a thought of my own. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's something that I have been just very grateful for, for the men that God has put in my life and that they really challenged me to go deep in God's word. When I first started following Christ, um, I had the, the guy who discipled me and helped me start following Christ. He, he told me, he said, Nick, uh, you're in college, you know, you got a lot of time. And at the time I was like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm a busy college student. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> uh, life only gets busier. Um, <laughs> But he challenged me. He said, Nick, there's there's not enough people who are willing to just go out and spend multiple hours with God in the wilderness and pray. And it, at first I was just very fired up about doing it because I was a new believer and I had just experienced understanding the fact that my sin was forgiven and the fact that I was redeemed by Jesus. And so I wanted to go spend time with my Savior. Right? I was excited about it. But as college rolled on and I wasn't as focused on the gospel truth in my life all the time, uh, that time became more of a discipline. But to the best of my ability, I spent about two or three hours every Sunday going out into the wilderness that was outside of K-State and just praying and spending time in God's word. And that's really a lot of those early things where I would be reading a scripture and I would see something, you know, sin in my life, whether it was lust or pride or anger. Uh, and God would be like, hey, you need to confess this both to me and you need to repent of this and you need to confess it to the guys that are in your life that you trust. And that's where I think I really started to understand God's voice was just practical obedience to what the Bible says day to day and that leading into that. And then that kind of led into more of understanding it and more of the nuanced, uh, gray, what we call gray areas or just unclear areas of God's will. Yeah. Russell, you want to speak into that at all? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's an easy those are like easy wins, you know, like, uh, practice what, you know, like when you, when you hear a prompting from like a passage of scripture mm -hmm. or like for, for obedience, it's like, Oh, that, that's the voice. 
like that's that's a good like easy win um i i also think for me uh like i practice solitude pretty regularly mm-hmm. if you're on the podcast you'll hear me talk about it i like just stop telling me to be silent i can't do it it freaks me out but like for me if i can just get i can just sit for five minutes no mu- it could be music or nothing whatever but just uh or i don't put music with words like i'll put like a you know like a classical symphony like a nerdy kid but but i can just sit there. yeah right <laughs> yeah easy <laughs> Mahler number two the resurrection just sitting there just enjoying my life right but um that once you are able to distinguish it uh, someone taught me when i was growing up it's like learning a uh, voice on the telephone like eventually you when you hear someone's voice long enough like when jake when you call me like I don't need to have my caller ID. I know what your voice sounds like on my phone. I just know what you sound like. Uh, in some ways, it's the same way. So if you if you if you practice responding in obedience and faithfulness to the the things that you know are scriptural, then it becomes a little bit easier when you have some of those like same again promptings or thoughts uh, that are about the gray areas or the things that you know like. Um, the Bible's not gonna like you knew you were supposed to go overseas, right? But to, mm-hmm. to distinguish India, right? Yeah. Like a friend called you that, but you're praying about India. You're not gonna go find the Bible verse about about India, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't know that it's in there. There's it's some, not right. Yeah. yeah. So or like I want you to take a job as a young adult pastor. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. not that's not there, right? Um, and so I so you're talking about you have scripture, you have your own discernment that, that is a gift from from God, and then also you have people in your life those that kind of triangle is is something that we've kind of talked about so if you get an idea you're not just going to go run and call your mom except maybe he did (laughs) (laughs) and say hey i'm doing this it's like no i I am in a way to get scripture now if it's one of the things that are kind of outside it then i'm gonna weigh against wisdom Mm -hmm. and friends that you trust and then you go from there and so that's um yeah so but it is it is in some ways it is a gray it is it's it is a discernment it's a it's a sense you know and and then also sometimes like i'll get stuff that i'll be chewing on that god will prompt me and i'll be chewing on for it could be months and even years at this point where i'm like i have this prompting i don't say it out loud to too many people but i don't know what it means yet but it's Mm -hmm. every time i'm in my quiet place i still hear the same two words you know what i mean and so but lord what does that mean and it's not it's the waiting it's i'm not there yet you know and so but i know there'll be a moment where this will be revealed and it's timing and uh but i'm just still kind of sitting on it okay i want you to hold that thought because i want to hit on that a little bit but we've talked about so much that i just (laughs) like yeah uh gosh trying to host right now um so one thing I wanted to point out and as maybe a tie into what both of you guys are saying, which I think is, is there's a lot of wisdom in what was just shared. Um, but maybe to bring it to like an analogy. So, um, you talked about Russell, like, you know, my voice when I'm on the phone, whatever. Um, I think we think about a relationship that you have. Uh, so something that, you know, and it doesn't matter, uh, necessarily like, how you're communicating with them or what they say, but you know what their intended purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can hear their voice, you can hear what they say. And you know, when we have like, when we're new to a relationship, there are those moments where it's like, I don't know if they meant this, it might've kind of offended me a little bit, or I just don't know them well enough to know like what their intention was. And as you grow in relationship with someone, you 
kind of can pick up on the the cues or the subtle things that they do or the ways that they communicate that um, you just kind of know what they mean. You get you understand their character. You understand general things that they live by or things that they're kind of naturally talking about regularly. I think that's all tied to our relationship with the Lord in some ways as well. Mm -hmm. Like discerning his voice, discerning what he's sharing. Well, how well do you know him? Do you know his character? Yeah. 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 Do you know his character? Do you know like what he would say in certain moments? And you might not have that perfectly, but going back to what you guys were talking about, like reading scripture, spending time with God in silence, you, you begin to understand or hear, I know it sounds so simple. It's just like, Oh, like the classic, you know, answer to everything is spend time with God. But truly, like, that's how you grow in relationship with someone. And as you grow in relationship, you get to know their voice. You get to know what their intentions are, their character is. You get to know kind of, you can almost uh, predict how they might respond in a certain situation Mm -hmm. and and what they would say, you know. And I think that that in some ways is applicable to our relationship with the Lord and hearing his voice as well. And that the more time we spend with him, the more uh, we can kind of pick up on and maybe even predict, like, this is how I think God would would lead in this way. And then... uh, something that you were talking about, Russell, just like kind of you share that with a few people, like then you start to, you start to work that out. You know, you start to, you know, find some people that you trust, some people that might call you out when you're being stubborn and, and you go, Hey, I, I think, I think God might be saying this, especially the bigger it is, the more I would encourage you to, you know, hold it close. Don't share it with everyone, but don't just like run into it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like immediately, uh-huh. like, oh, this must be God. I bet I'm I'm booking a flight to India tomorrow. Yeah, like right. you might share that with a couple people that you trust, and uh-huh. be like, hey, I think God might be saying this. And what do you think? Could you see me doing this? Yeah, you know, and, and share it that way. Thanks so much for checking out this episode, this part one of this conversation. Uh, if you would like to hear more about Nick's story or what he's doing over at The Blocks, feel free to send us an email or you can find them on social media, uh, The Block KC. And so I uh, hope you enjoyed this conversation. We'll be back next week with part two. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Merriam Community Center off Slater Street between Johnson Drive and Shawnee Mission Parkway. We also have five community groups that meet throughout the KC Metro. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or send me an email at jake at missioncitykc.com.